Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, that's right. I've made you wait for it today. An extra long play out for an extra long episode. Well, maybe not. It could be shorter today, I reckon. It's Will Schofield here, the Shelter Sportcast live from Backchat Studios. And I'm joined by absolutely nobody. That's right. Will Schofield here with you solo. Um, look, I'd love to give you some grand thing about, um, you know, we're upgrading our studios and we had some technical difficulties, that sort of stuff. Dan fucked the audio and um, we lost the episode yesterday we did with Chris Coyne. Uh, is that correct, Dan? I've given myself a microphone to defend myself <laughs> valiantly. That Look, time, things happen with technology completely out of my control. I know you want to think that I didn't record no. or that I didn't do something right. I've done the same thing right for over 150 episodes through Backchat and Shelter. Which is why... It, it can't just it can't just be by chance because no, it is. there has to be someone's fault About and it wasn't mine because I was sitting here talking yesterday. Anyway, with Chris Coyne and all, and honestly, it was it was probably it was, the best shelter. It, was, episode. it could have been the best one all year. You know, it was like you know Tenacious D how they sing the best song in the world, but the, but it's not actually the, the song. Here the world. It's just a tribute. Oh, no. So that's what this is. Just a tribute to the best episode in the world. Look, yeah. Look, I am taking the piss. Dan didn't stuff the audio. Something happened to our SD card, which is what we record onto with Chris Coyne yesterday. So we don't have Coyne here with us. He is preparing for their big game, Perth Glory's big game. Uh, at, at their new home in Macedonia Park, which will be tomorrow at Saturday, 7pm. So if you are looking for something to do this weekend for uh, maybe yourself, for the kids, whatever you need, um, try that. Get down to Macedonia Park, 7pm, watch the Perth Glory. Corny will be there, not here. But I'll do my best to take you through uh, the Shelter Sportcast today. On your Friday, a bit of a review of what's going on in the World Cup, a bit going on in AFL land, a little bit going on in cricket world. Actually, plenty going on. They are absolutely butchering it from pillar to post. Who would have thought it? I would have, because it's an absolute disgrace, Cricket Australia, at the moment. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, we do this. It's the Shelter Footycast during the season, the, the Shelter Sportcast here. 
uh, in the off-season. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast, born and brewed in Bustleton. Thanks to Shelter. I tell you what, it's Friday. We are recording Friday. This is the second time I've done this. I am going to crack a shelter after this. If there's ever been a time to crack a shelter, it'll be straight after this podcast. To be really honest, I really should be having a shelter as I do this, but I'm not going to. I'm a professional. But if there happened to be a shelter floating around, I wouldn't say no, Dan. Uh, The big moments, let's get into it. Um, You heard the Southern River Band boys off the end there. They're finishing off their national tour at the Ravenswood. Uh, That'll be their last show before New Year's Eve as well. The big moments of the round, the World Cup quarterfinals are here. Australia, of course, knocked out against Argentina, not Italy. I'll try and summarise what we spoke about with Coiner yesterday because he had some good things to say. Uh, the, The missed shot at the end of the game in the seventh minute of overtime extra time by uh, Kuyo. I think that's right. Hey, um, thank you very much. Shelter. Cheers. Um, he, look, if he, if his ball had have gone two millimetres up or down, um, the Argentina goalkeeper wouldn't have saved that. And he would have been on the back of every Wheaties box. The He would have been the, the Harry Kuehl, um of, you know, the early 2000s. But... Not to be. They get knocked out and we move on. That's okay. We will go through some of the quarterfinal uh, matchups coming up and some of the round of 16 results that have just gone. One big one was the Cristiano Ronaldo situation. So they beat Switzerland 6-1. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's been one of the best players in in the league, in the world for the last almost 20 years. Alongside Lionel Messi, Wayne Rooney there for a little bit was a very good striker in his day and he was next to Cristiano Ronaldo at Man United there for a while. But Ronaldo's been an absolute gun. You can't take that away from him. But right now, he is acting like a two-year-old child. He is, and two-year-old probably be behaving a bit better than he is at the moment. He gave a, an interview with Pierce Morgan about two or three weeks ago, absolutely bagging his current club in Man United. Uh, they've since got rid of him. Thanks for coming. He's with his country now, Portugal. Um, they Notoriously, they haven't gone that well in World Cups, but he's been the one that, you know, he's the guy to take them to the Holy Land here. What happens is uh, it's 3-1. Switzerland have got the game done and dusted. Um, Ronaldo gets subbed off, 73rd minute of the game. He doesn't do the clap to the fans. He doesn't do the shake of the hand to his players. He doesn't give the coach a hug. He just walks off, gets on the bench. His uh, replacement comes on, uh, Ramos. He scores a hat-trick in the next 17 minutes. So not only was it a good coaching decision by the Portuguese coach, uh, Ronaldo um, got a nice little rest in. The game was won. They advanced to the quarterfinals. Ronaldo, CR7, walks off the ground, doesn't celebrate with his teammates, doesn't clap the fans, just acting like an absolute child. And we put it to Coiny yesterday. Uh, what would he do? He would like to see the Portugal coach not start him in the quarterfinals, which I challenged Coiny saying, Look, I understand the Man United stuff. You can't be playing sooks like that. I understand at Perth Glory level with uh, Fornaroli, they had to get rid of they had a, they, had a, they effectively had a Ronaldo situation at Perth Glory with Fornaroli. It's the World Cup, though. You get one of these every four years. I think you have to bend some rules for petulant little children, and I didn't think that that was the case. But um, Coiny suggested don't start Ronaldo, and if they're going well, don't even put him on. You need to send a message to the rest of the team. So we'll see how that turns out. But as you can tell, it was actually a very good chat. But 
It's just me talking about it right now, which is okay. Let's have a look at the cricket. Um, the second test is underway at the Adelaide Oval and probably as prescribed, as understood, as expected, Australia are absolutely dominating. They've got 400 runs on the board, 110 overs into the first innings at the second day. Um, they're three for 394. David Warner and Steve Smith, the only two to not make what runs. Coincidental, given Sandpaper Gates going on? Maybe. I don't know. Kawaja makes 62. Labashane and Travis Head are still at the crease, both on 148. So they both haven't had their strength century and a halves. Oh, like cricket, man. Once again, there was no one at the game yesterday. I heard Usman Kawaja, uh, sorry, Travis Head was mic'd up talking to the, wicket, uh, the West Indies wicketkeeper. And the wicketkeeper asked him specifically, Do you usually get bigger crowds than this in Australia? Travis Head tried to make some excuse, say, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there'll be big crowds here. There was like 10,000 people at the Adelaide Oval yesterday. It's not a Perth thing. No one likes cricket. And it's a little bit because of what's going on in the game right now. Cricket Australia um, is, if it wasn't already, in a bit of turmoil with what's happening in their league, in their sport. David Warner's manager was on the radio yesterday, uh, letting a few um, pigeons out of the bag, I would say. Uh, is, that the, is that the saying? Cats out of the bag. Pigeons out of the what? Uh, cat amongst pigeons is the saying. <laughs> uh, cat, cat out of the bag is If Skeeter was here, he would be... Ro- right now, Skeeter's rolling in his grave. He wouldn't be happy. He'd be on the way... Uh, I think he's gone to Melbourne to... I never listen to what he says, but I think he's on the punt. I think he's on the punt having shelters. Um, yeah, he led some pigeons out of the bag. I'm going to go with that. Uh, the pigeons are flying around crazy because David Warner's manager... Um, this is basically what he had to say yesterday. So... Um, in a meeting in 2016, um, so Sandpaper Gate was at the end of 2017 and start of 2018. 2016, a year and a half before, um, they were having a team meeting, the cricketers. And this is from Warner's manager and the people in the room. Warner said, we've got to reverse swing the ball. And the only way that we can reverse swing the ball is by tampering with it. And so they were told to do it. So that was by two officials that are apparently in the room. Again, this is from Warner's manager. You'd have to be a blind black Labrador. Labrador. There was far more than three people involved in this thing. They all got a canning and David Warner was completely villainized. He has shut up. He protected Cricket Australia. He protected, he protected his fellow players on my advice because at the end of the day, no one wanted to hear any more of it and he's gone on playing cricket. The truth will come out, let me tell you. I don't know. I don't have any quotes in front of me. Maybe, Dan, you can have a little look. Michael Clark, former captain of the Australian cricket team, I saw a headline on social media. Michael Clark um, absolutely tees off on Cricket Australia. So I'll see if I can bring you some of those quotes in a little bit. But uh, basically, Cricket Australia is an absolute uh, shit show right now, if you can put it nicely. Um, Justin Langer, we've covered that here, both on Shelter Footycast, Shelter Sportcast, and on Backchat. Um, his dismissal and the way that was handled was a disgrace. Uh, Sandpaper Gate was an absolute disgrace. The scheduling this summer has been um, disappointing. The way they handle things from an administrative point of view and the, the actual communication to the public, I, I think is uh, it's borderline disrespectful to the cricketing public of Australia. They treat you like idiots. If you're a cricketing fan, Cricket Australia think you're a bunch of idiots and they don't care. And it's just been blow after blow after blow after blow. And if they're not careful, they'll lose They'll lose holding of what they have in Australia, you know, for, for, for first of all supporters, but then sponsorships and then the game will go down the gurgler. So they need to sort their stuff out pretty quickly. Um, Pat Cummins was on radio today. 
he seems like a good leader, a good player. Um, he's been a consistent guy. He seems like the right man for the job, but he could do some work with his media work. Some of the stuff I've seen him roll out over the last three weeks, he does not answer questions. I, I, I do think there's space in the game in Australia for people to just answer the questions. Now, maybe I'm ignorant because we had Justin Langer on the Back Chat podcast answering questions, and that got turned into a shit show, didn't it? So I might be just having a conversation with myself over here, but I do think Pat Cummins needs to answer some more questions. Be more, you're the captain of the Australian cricket team. Get, get, a, bit of, get, a, bit of, get a bit of shit about you. What do you got for me, Daniel? I was just having a look at some of the Michael Clark quotes, and this is while he was on um, Sky Sports Radio, I think mm. their breakfast show. Um, he said, I've said the last, I don't know how long, probably since Sam Papagate, um has happened that I wish this thing would go away. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to say the opposite because yesterday is an explosion. Um, he said things like, where's Cricket Australia? Um, and he says this, this is the thing that needs to be clear to Cricket Australia. You cannot sweep this under the carpet and say, well, we've got a new board, we've got a new CEO. Listen, I don't care if you have to go back to James Sutherland, pick up the phone, call him or Pat Howard or anyone else who was involved with um, what James Erskine is saying because you're not sweeping this. So he's, he's, he's calling for Cricket Australia like, there's no more sweeping this under the rug. You need, to, you need to come out and investigate this. I mean, he's far more qualified to comment on this than I am. I'm just a punter, right, that watches along and sees, I just don't like what I see. He's a captain of the Australian cricket team. He knows what's going on. He knows it smells. It's on the nose. Um, if you're not listening to me, listen to Michael Clark. There's something awry here and it needs to be... I, all of this would go away if you just deal with things as they happen. The Justin Langer blow-up only happened because no one know, no one knows what's gone on there. There's been no one that's communicated from either side. And so people just keep talking about it. It's the same as Sandpaper Gate. People don't know... What, what happened? People still don't know what happened. Uh, Bancroft gets banned. Warner gets banned. Steve Smith gets banned. But realistically, we don't know what's going on. And so, I don't know. Pull your finger out, Cricket Australia. You're embarrassing yourselves. Um, very excitingly, this morning at 3.25 Australian Western Standard Time, like just, just in case you uh, set your alarms for 3.30 for the Gather Round. That's right. If you weren't excited before, you'd be excited now with that name, the Gather Round. This is the round that uh, the AFL will play all nine games in the same weekend in the same city. So they'll be playing in Adelaide um, across three ovals that I can see here. Yes, I believe three. Um, I think, apart from me taking the piss out of a little bit, it's exciting. I think it could be good. It'll start on a Thursday night, Adelaide v Carlton at Adelaide Oval, 7-10, and then it gets into the doubleheaders. So Friday's a doubleheader. Frio, Gold Coast, for the West Australian listeners. Freeman will play Gold Coast at Norwood. It's the early Friday game. So that'll be, that, that'll be coming in at one forty on a Friday here. So hopefully... 2.40. Hopefully you've taken the day of the afternoon off work like we have here. Well, we haven't actually. We're working right now, aren't we? Richmond v Sydney will follow that at Adelaide Oval uh, uh, at uh, 7.40, traditional Friday night game. Brisbane, North Melbourne. Essendon, Melbourne. Port Adelaide, Western Bulldogs. Geelong, West Coast. Uh, sorry, not Geelong, West Coast. Those first three will all be the Saturday games. So that's a 12.40, a 3.40 and a 7.20. So that's a regular Saturday and a pretty regular Sunday as well. Geelong West Coast at Adelaide Oval, GWS Hawthorne Norwood Oval, uh, and then Collingwood St Kilda at Adelaide Oval. I'll just butt in here. Okay, I what? was about to make a very big call. Oh, go yes. no, go on. No, butt in. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you your thoughts on an opportunity to create like a really cool fixture 
a lot of people talking about the fact that they're just all boring games. Yeah, well, that's all sort of because that was the first time I really looked at them. Um, Adelaide, Carl, yeah, Adelaide Carlton would be good because there'll be a big crowd, and Carlton should be a good side this year. I think they'll be right up there this year. Um, Fremantle, Gold Coast, any game with Gold Coast, pathetic. Richmond, Sydney will be a good game. Uh, Brisbane North, nothing. Essendon, Melbourne, nothing. Essendon will be terrible this year. Port Adelaide, uh, Western Bulldogs, nothing. GWS, Hawthorne, nothing. Collingwood, St Kilda, nothing. My call, Geelong West Coast. If there's a market on this right now, I'm sure there is on Bluebet, very good betting agency. I would put big money West Coast winning that game against Geelong, right? You've heard it here. You've heard it now. December 9, 1.22 p.m., 2022, West Coast will beat Geelong at Adelaide Oval Sunday in the gather, gather round. The best part about this for me, being a West Coast fan, is that the Eagles don't have to go to GMHBA Stadium to play Geelong. So that's where that's where my head mm, is, Dan. Very because good. It's an absolute stronghold down in Geelong, and West Coast cannot play there. They've got an average losing margin of 70 to 80 points in the last six to seven years. Um, they, they are an absolute disgraceful football side down in Geelong. So Geelong have to leave Geelong. West Coast don't have to go to Geelong. You know where West Coast plays its the best away footy, Dan? Is it Adelaide? Adelaide, bloody oval. That's right. I, I can just see an absolute boil over. It doesn't matter what's happening in the season. West Coast to beat Geelong. Now, West Coast will be licking their lips because that'll be a home game for Geelong. So West Coast will be licking their lips with that. It's a bloody good result. Um Look, I tell you what, it's not the worst thing in the world doing this show by myself. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Uh, the Shelter Sportcast here with Will Schofield and... No. I was going to say no one else and have a sip of my beer. I'm still going to have a sip of my beer if that's okay, Dan. You go for it, mate. I'll just keep talking until mm. you finish drinking and there you go. Shelter Lager. Tell you what, it's a bloody good beer and uh, made by bloody good people. Now, that's the gather round, done and dusted. A little bit of a West Australian update. Uh, this week, Monday... Uh, both Frio and West Coast back at preseason training, as the same as many AFL sides around the country. The dreaded two-kilometre time trial was out and about at West Coast. Uh, Jamie Cripps won that um, in a pretty uh, significant fashion. I did see Jai Cully competing quite well up the front, which people will be impressed with. Jai Cully is actually a player that has slipped through a little bit. West Coast, of course, take Ruben Jinby, uh, Elijah Hewitt, uh, and the big ruckman that I can't think of his name in the first three picks. Of, don't worry about looking it up. The first three picks of the draft. They also get Jai Cully, first pick of the preseason draft uh, in the middle of last year. Now, I've heard some draft experts speak about it. They say Jai Cully would have been close to a top 10 pick without the preseason pick. So West Coast take three picks inside the top 12, 13 picks and not many people are talking about Jai Cully. But he's had experience in the AFL club, um, experience in the AFL system, and more importantly, he knows his teammates for six months more than anyone else does. Um, he's just had a free free hit for six months at playing the game. So I think West Coast Eagles have absolutely nailed it there, and it, and it shows that's where the preseason draft can be advantageous. I did see some other stuff last week from an Adelaide mid-season draftee that just said, he left his job to go and take a chance to play. He got paid no money. The goalpost was continually moving as to how he got another contract. He was eventually delisted. It was six months gone in his life. He's lost his job for what? You know, just a roll of the dice. His view was that uh, mid-season draft, he should have an 18-month contract, so he should be guaranteed the year after because effectively, you're just coming in. You've got 
no no time to prove yourself. You can't learn your teammates and you're out the door for no financial reward whatsoever. So that was always an interesting one there. The Frio Dockers uh, down the road, Andrew Brayshaw won their time trials. That's plural. Four times one kilometer time trials. I didn't ask Corny about this, but it's an interesting thing that Frio are doing there. They are testing repeat endurance, not just a one-off endurance that West Coast are testing with a 2K time trial. West Coast do sometimes chuck in the two by 2K time trials, but four by one kilometer time trials with minimal break would be testing their repeat speed and endurance. So um, we'll be interesting to see if you know, Freo perhaps are, are changing things in the way they're doing from a fitness perspective, or maybe they're just changing their testing regime. But to see Andrew Brayshaw win all four of those in a row says something about his comeback, given I think he was top three in the Brownlow last year. So good signs for both West Coast and Freo, both gearing up for a good start. Let's have another sting. Thanks, Dan. Will Schofield having a beer shelter by himself. Rest of the round, and we're talking about the round ball game here. Soccer, the round 16, a few reviews here. Brazil defeats South Korea. Now, I'm going to mix in a bit of Coiny's takes here, the best of my memory. You know, Dan can just dub over a bit of Coiny talking with me in the background. I'm sure you can have a look at that over on YouTube if you want to do that. Um, and Dan's shaking his head, no, 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 because he knows it's a lot of work. Brazil defeat South Korea 4-1. Coiny says Brazil are his favourites to win the World Cup. I will give you Coiny's picks for the quarterfinals coming up as well because he he has been running around town saying that he's the messiah saying that he's the oracle um anything he says goes those are the thoughts the sorts of things that are coming out of his mouth so stay tuned for his picks in the quarterfinal brazil defeat south korea 4-1 now they dominated they look good um you know always an attacking team brazil and coiny just loves the way they've been moving the footy they've been They've been the footy. How good is that? They've been moving it really slickly. They they look good. They've got you know four games left perhaps, and um, he said that they turned turned the burners off about three quarters through the game. They um they benched all their players. They're the only team in the World Cup to have used every one of their players in the squad, so they're fresh. He likes every bit about what he's seeing at Brazil. Morocco defeat Spain nil nil after extra time. Um, they played 30 minutes of extra time. They went to penalties. Morocco beat Spain 3-0. Huge upset. Uh, they're the fourth African side to reach the quarterfinals and the first African side to win a penalty shootout. I don't know if that's in World Cups. It's definitely this year. Um, Morocco defeat Spain in penalty shootouts. The last penalty taker for Morocco, and I don't have his name, but I did see this. Uh, there was there was penalty shots going left and right, top corner, bottom corner. Their last... Uh, penalty taker to win the penalty uh, competition he'd lobbed the goalkeeper so um, he just gave it a little dink he ran in as if he was going to pump it into the net and he ran in and dinked it goalkeeper dives off to the side it's absolutely embarrassing for the goalkeeper and it's absolute arrogance by the Moroccan striker and I bloody loved it. So they go through. Morocco advanced to the quarterfinals. They'll have Portugal in the quarterfinals. Portugal, as we said, defeat Switzerland 6-1. Um, it was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Ramos, uh, Ronaldo's replacement, came on and scored a hat-trick. Um, and as we said before, Coiny believes Ramos will start and Ronaldo should start on the bench. And if they're going well, don't even bring him on. My argument would be, if you don't play Ronaldo, you lose. You may as well take the team, put him on a plane, and fly them to anywhere else but Portugal. Because I reckon 
There's not going to be a big red carpet rolled out for the team if you get back and you lose and you haven't played the best player in the world for the last 20 years. But good luck to you. Quarterfinal matches coming up. Croatia, um, they play Brazil. Luka Modric is the man at Croatia. He took them to runners-up in 2018. He's 36 years old now. He was 32 in uh, 2018. He was in the prime of his life. 36. He's a bit slower, but he can still get it done. But they are coming up against... Coiny's favourite, the Brazilians. All right, if the Australians are the Socceroos, I don't know what the Brazilians are. Maybe you could get me some nicknames of some of these teams, Dan. But Brazil, I think, will win that, and so does Coiny. Brazil have never lost against Croatia in international soccer. One draw and three wins. So uh, history says they'll get it done. Brazil's strength goal scoring. Croatia is a team that's able to slow down the other t- other side. So maybe Croatia park the bus and get it to extra time and penalties. I've got something for you with the Brazilian okay. um, nickname. Uh, so it's nicknamed, I'm going to absolutely butcher this. Um, Please do. Salasio Canaranio. Salasio Canaranio. The Canary Squad. The Canary Squad. The yeah, Canaries. Canary. Makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. The Canary Yellows. Very good. Like it. Netherlands play Argentina. So that first game... Uh, if you are playing along at home, 11 p.m. Friday. That's tonight. So if you're up late tonight, enjoy that. Netherlands v. Argentina, 3 a.m. Saturday. So that's tomorrow morning. It'll be a tighter game, perhaps. Um, Argentina will go in favourites. They haven't They haven't had the finishing power that they have in previous World Cup. Excuse me. In uh, previous World Cups, uh, Argentina. We saw that against the Socceroos. They weren't able to finish effectively. Yes, they had a Matt Ryan butchering in the, uh, in the, in the goalkeeper's box, but uh, Argentina get the win there. But they haven't been uh, scoring at will as they had in other, other competitions. So Netherlands are a chance, um, but they don't have the squad that they've had in past World Cups either. So Corny's gone with Argentina to get the win there. Morocco play Portugal. Now, um, on paper, Portugal go into this game similar to Brazil, an absolute powerhouse. They've been scoring goals at will, uh, and Coyne can't see this going any other way. Uh, he thinks Ronaldo will start on the bench. Uh, Morocco would be the first ever African side to qualify for the semis if they were able to beat Portugal. Um, it's the third World Cup meeting between these two sides. Morocco won in 1986. Portugal won in 2018. Who's going to win in 2022? Corny says Portugal. England v. France. This is the big one. 3 a.m. Sunday. If you want to set your alarm clocks for there of any of the games in the quarterfinals, I'd say do this one. England play France. It's across the... It's not the ditch. That's Australia and New Zealand. It's across the British Channel. England play France. There's some serious angst between these sides. It's the third World Cup meeting um, ever. England have won the past two, uh, but it's the first meeting outside of the group stage. So whenever they've met in the past, it hasn't really mattered. Well, it hasn't mattered as much. But this time, it's winner-take-all. It's elimination. Um, both in very good form, too. France, top of their table um, of, of their group. England, top of their group. Uh, England has looked as good as they have looked. We've heard that it's coming home. We heard that last time around as well. Well, it didn't come home. I hate to tell you, Brits, but it didn't come home. They think it is this year, though. They are a better attacking side this year than they have been in the past. Um, and they've got a pretty sturdy defense. Whereas France, um, yes, they have some attacking beasts. Giroud, the the all-time French goal scorer, um, as well as Mbappe, um, arguably one of the best players in the world right now. Um, they have those two up front, but they've got a really sturdy defense. So uh, Courtney was torn on this one. He was, he was going... 
toing and froing. I think he said his old man was potentially of English heritage and would spew up if he picked the French. So he went with England. So Coiny's picks for the four games this week are Croatia, Netherlands, uh, Portugal. Sorry, Croatia, Argentina, Portugal, England. I reckon that would be a nice little multi to get yourself into over the weekend. Uh, Enjoy that as well. As I said off the top, uh, the Perth Glory are playing uh, at Macedonia Park, 7 p.m. Saturday this weekend. Uh, Backchat's got their Christmas party. Hopefully we'll be having some shelters. I'm almost out of breath here, Dan Const. It's been fun, mate. You've done very well. Chris Coyne would be very proud. Thanks, Coyne. Thanks for joining us, mate. Don't stuff the audio up this time, Dan. See you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.